<laughs> Jason, I'm gonna send you this picture of, of neck. No, my man's my man's neck is as wide as his ears and and long. I mean, it's just like a long, thick you neck. Call him neck full. Yeah, that's what they're calling him in the streets. They're calling him neck foals. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Okay, welcome back to the Wheel Rap Podcast, everyone. This here is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers about college football and about lifestyle. You can find the Wheel Route on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter occasionally. Podcast at gmail.com is the email account. You can send us messages. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, etc., etc. Uh, as far as streaming services go, get the show on the internet somewhere. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Logan on the Dawn. Come to you guys from Stewart, Florida, uh, where, you know, we had a real Jekyll and Hyde weekend around here. Yesterday, uh, made a little ride south and drove home from West Palm Beach in quite possibly some of the most torrential rains I've ever I've ever braved uh, through. Shout out. Actually, I wasn't driving. I was, pi- I was piloting, co-piloting. But uh, shout out to a uh, friend of the podcast, Sean LaSalle, for... Uh, and his big F-250 for getting us home safe. Um, rained a lot yesterday. Today, glorious. Beautiful day today. Uh, love it. Little late summer vibes. About 80. Snuck out. Played it. Played 18 holes. It was a nice Sunday. Anyhow, who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am once again in Monroe, Michigan, uh, <laughs> where, where the B1G is in full effect. Um, yeah, it's it's been... Nice, pleasant, uh, rainy for most of my time here still, but uh, have had a few windows to get out and explore some of the local waters. Uh, so that's been fun. Um, I'm on Twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Uh, guys, I saw on, not on Twitter, but on Instagram, where I'm also at Shank Jordan, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has uh, become a rapper recently. He... Hey. He dropped. I've heard tell of this, and uh, I'm I'm not going to listen to it. I <laughs> I have no plans on ever listening to it. I do not have any desire to listen to it. But I think just the whole like the way he handles things that he's a part of is is so cringy sometimes. Um, so, but I so I think Dwayne. What I'm getting at is Dwayne the Rock Johnson might reach have reached hate follow status at this point from me. Okay. Um, just because I I rarely enjoy the content he puts out. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But I get that. Uh, it's good to like it's good to mix it up on the feed every once in a while. So that's where I'm at. Just wanted to get that off my chest. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, how are we catching fish? I, I uh, saw, we caught, I saw we caught fish, fish uh, yesterday okay. at uh, Point Muyi. Uh, State Game and Recreation Area on Lake okay. Erie. Um, big, big lake, uh, Lake Erie. People, people are saying, um, <laughs> one but, of the biggest, uh, yeah, but yeah, there's this like, uh, one of the greatest kind of like marsh lagoon area that's state park property designation type deal. <clears throat> and, uh, went out there, caught some largemouth bass, 
had had a bunch of locals who were geese hunting while while I was fishing, so you could hear plenty of pop pops in in the back. And then uh, when I was walking out, like guys were unloading their boats and just like tossing geese carcasses into the back of their trucks. It was really wholesome. Just, Have you? Were you um, taken aback by like how thick the neck of the goose was of the carcasses when they were throwing them out? I always feel no, like cause... I am surprised at how thick a goose neck is when on the, on the dead goose. We uh, we actually had some encounters with geese on the Harrisonburg High School baseball field. Um, <laughs> sure. During during practices while while I whilst I was a blue streak, um, and I actually I like during during one afternoon chased one down that wasn't flying away, chased it down, picked it up and tossed it over the outfield wall. Um, not to brag, but, uh, right, so I've, right. I've handled a goose before. I'm familiar with the build. Gotcha. I just, I, for whatever reason, I feel like you see a goose, you're like, whatever. And then whenever they shoot a goose, the, the, the dead goose, I'm always like, man, that does the neck like swell. It just seems so thick. I mean, they're see just, that. they're big birds. It's a large bird. A lot of meat on a goose. None of it tastes good either, which is a real shame. You hate to see it. Who else is here? Oh, my name is Jason Kreck. There fellow, he is. Fellow former uh, Blue Streak baseball standout, Jason Kreck. Um, I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia. So I paused there because I was 100% positive a joke was coming. Um, no, we just wanted so to let it sit. Kudos to you. I appreciate you keeping your guard up, though. Keep that head yeah. on the swivel side. Yeah, it's, always. It's, it's, um, it's, don't self-size, ever. I uh, <laughs> do not. If I do, I always say not to brag. That's the rules. There are rules. Right. They are not negotiable. Um, right. Yeah, the, the friendly city of Harrisonburg has been uh, kind of just uh, a little bit a little bit gray, pretty fall-y um, the last couple of days, which Love is that. perfectly fine. Not, not cold, not rainy, just kind of gray. So, so you have your Jamie Dukes tech hoodie on right now. It's pretty dope. Tech hoodie? Oh, yeah, it's, like, like, it's like a tech hoodie, you know. It. I yeah. thought you meant like slash. No, God, no. Virginia Polytechnic Institute. No, I, I would never call it a tech hoodie. Tac- tac- yeah. tactical oh, it's a tactical hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's nothing more tactical. The tactile neck. Um, yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, been, it's nice football, nice fall football weather. It's been good. It's been good. Jason, you look like you could spend about eight hours up on the polling platform in that in that hoodie and never never get a sunburn. That's correct. Yeah. It's yeah what's thing. what's the uh, UV rating or UPF whatever they rate shirts with? Couldn't tell you. Enough. It's Enough. dark color. So I'm I'm guessing it would get a little steamy up there on my on the platform. But the I think sweat probably would right. really show through. It would just... I'd love to see six foot six Jason actually on the platform. I think that would be <laughs> yeah. that would be <laughs> very. <laughs> <laughs> have to get an extender for the pole. <laughs> the push poles. Can, can I get a tall boy pole? No, don't, don't hit the gas. Don't hit the gas. No, no, no. Jason has to run it with a with a twenty nine foot pole instead of your standard twenty. It's collapsible though, so it still fits on the boat. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, um, we're out here uh, after a peach, an absolute peach of a college football weekend. Jordan, I hope you got to consume some college football. Uh, during during your comings and goings, but uh, another good one. I think we're we got two we got two in a row good ones here. But before we get there, what are we drinking tonight? Let's re- let us regale the audience with our with our choices. I yeah, the that. audience will be happy to know that I I'm pacing myself well through the Costco case of Lacroix. Uh, so I've long got another. Will note that yeah, they... long t- long time real ones. Um, 
So I've got some more cherry lime just just flowing freely. I, I've been hitting the seltzers pretty hard today, though, during NFL action. Um, I could so, see that. Yeah. So I'm, I've only got one can for, for tonight's episode. Fair. Was. Uh, I have acquired uh, a short and stubby red stripe. <laughs> love that. I love that. Shouts out to Martin's pick six. I had probably not had a red stripe in years. And then I oh, had one yeah. post post installing my shower, which we've talked about on this podcast, was a real a real B word. If, a if, real boondoggle. If, yes, yes. Yeah, that's the B word I was Children thinking. cover your ears. And, B word. Um, and it it hits. A red stripe at the right situation really hits. It's very refreshing. Yeah. It's not like I, I don't think I could sit around and drink like eleven red stripes, but if you're looking for some refreshment, that's that's your uh, that, that's one of the go-to's. I think. Preach on it. Personally, um, I just have water with some lime. I did, however, today uh, on the golf course partake. Um, I've been intrigued by these canned tequila sodas I've been seeing on the Instagram. Mm, okay. You know, I'm a big ranch water purveyor around these parts, and I uh, so I I bought a, a case. Uh, I believe it was the the Cutwater Ranch Water. Anyhow, okay. three, three ingredients, lime, tequila, and sparkling water. Delightful. Really, really good. Uh, the can is nice. You could slap a koozie on there. It'll stay It'll stay chilly. 12 ounces is like a, a good amount of drink also. Um, yeah, it was really good. So I, I had one of those today, but, you know, just while I was out there, solo in on the golf course. I didn't want to you know, just get too boozy out there. Right. Get too angry. <laughs> just solo dolo getting ripped up. Just snapping gloves dumping my bag into the pond then wading into the pond and retrieving my bag um all right so shout out to us making reasonable choices and refreshing choices on a sunday evening um jordan you're in michigan jason rock down is there anything else anything else we need to touch on or can we get to some some foosball uh i think i think we can move on yeah all right that's all the important stuff all the news is fit to print Oh, All guys, right. one note One note from Monroe. I, I did mention in our last episode that uh, I am like a block and a half from a river that flows in. It's either into or out of Lake Erie. It is connected to Lake Erie. Um, I walk, I took a walk the other evening to the little park area they have, and they have some, uh, some informational placards. It is uh, – the river is called the River Raisin. Um, it okay. Was, it was – like. Like the, like the, like, like a raisin, like a raisin. Yeah. So it was apparently given a, a French or Native American, I can't remember, probably Native American, named it alluding to grapes first because there were so many grapes growing along the river oh. um, until, you know, white people showed up and ruined everything. <laughs> we but uh, fixed that real fast. Yeah. It was called, it was called the river raisin eventually when it was anglicized. Um, and then there's actually a War of 1812 battle fought around here. So there's a battlefield site you can go to. And apparently... You felt like you were at home. Yeah, apparently there, there was a big battle cry, remember the raisin. That is, <clears throat> that is very uh, popular. And personally, it feels a little bit like they want, they want a remember the Alamo moment, but it's, mm. it's maybe not for them. Seems um, a little aggressive. Yeah, but they're trying. So remember yep. the raisin, guys. Yep. Well, I will lock that away in my heart. That's great. So wait, I, is it uh, the conditions in Monroe, Michigan, are conducive to growing grapes? 
Apparently they thought, were I have way, way, way back. Hmm. But no longer? There's no there's no there's no vineyards around wineries? Not that I've seen. I haven't I haven't looked into the, the touristy attractions. I'm guessing tourism isn't really huge around these parts uh, to begin with. But uh yeah. Because I was thinking, aren't, yeah, most of your grape and olive growing locales are a little bit more temperate. Yeah. From what I can tell. interesting. But they grow them in Virginia and they get winter there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do some more research and follow up on our, our Thank you. episode. See, <laughs> get back see, to us. See what get kind of, us, I'll put together kind of a, a vineyard itinerary for just, uh, folks. Can you get us, a, get us a one pager? Just you a might want to visit. Yeah. A, a brief term sheet, you know. Love it. Uh, all right, let's take a quick spin on the coaching carousel. I don't think there's a whole lot to change here. I do think that maybe we could move LSU from the nomination to officially tracking LSU, uh, but that's just my personal opinion. I haven't I, heard a whole lot object. of scuttle. I haven't heard a whole lot of scuttlebutt there, but uh, it means it's the I perfect mean, time for them to thanks, just thanks, like trick play the bejesus out of the Gators this week. So, oh my god, yeah, not really. <laughs> Not not super thrilled for that because I, I'm pretty sure I'm having flashbacks to last year, um, this LSU game in which Florida did the thing they did against Kentucky and like pretty much should have won the game, but like something weird happened and they didn't, and it was like, oh look at us, we played fine and should have won, but we didn't. So it's gonna silly us, silly us. Now we are gonna have way less juice going into the SEC championship game because nothing matters. It's like all right, good, uh, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Noon. Noon in uh, Death Valley. Gross. All right. Let's start with the interesting games. Jordan, UVA-Louisville. An instant classic. <laughs> Let me tell you. It, there, there's going to be a, a bootleg 30 for 30 about this series that will end up on the ACC network at some point. Um, just, just the <laughs> oh UVA-Louisville classics that have taken place across, across sports, honestly. Uh, sure. The basketball Fair. team has delivered some exciting finishes in the Yum Center. Um, yes, but uh, yeah, this I I think this played out about how we expected it to. It wasn't fun, um, but uh, we we I mean, through it. It wasn't fun in that it was like painstaking at the end, and UVA did everything they could to give Louisville a very makeable field goal at the end to win the game. This was. Not unlike the Miami game at all. Mm-hmm. The last, I mean, carbon copy, really, of like the last four minutes of gameplay. Um, but Virginia did actually, I think, win the fourth quarter 21 to three, came all the way back and was able to, you know, have the lead there and then proceed to give up just back breaking 30 yard plays, like back to back to allow for a field goal attempt. Uh, which was promptly missed, which you love to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think UVA scored the go-ahead touchdown with 30 seconds That's left. Um, and the, the like, Louisville just played extreme amounts of prevent to let UVA march down the field and score that touchdown. And then UVA, UVA returned said, the favor. No, let us show you how to mess up the prevent defense. <laughs> how to really, really prevent yes. this. We venue. wrote the book on this. Um oh. And that's what they did. Like, honestly, UVA probably should have been up going into the fourth quarter. The offense just, like, couldn't get rhythm for whatever reason. Armstrong was not super accurate for most of the game, which was strange uh, mm. to see. I don't know if he was pressing or if there's... I mean, they threw the ball 60 times, I think, in this game. That's a Yeah, lot. he's... I mean, he is... He threw, he threw 60 passes. He probably had yeah. more, more dropbacks than that. 
Yeah, he is tossing it. But uh, he's also, like, I think he's also dealing with shocker. This is kind of the the uh, plague <laughs> of the UVA dual threat quarterback these days. But it's, like, a tweaked knee. So they're not running him on design okay. runs at all. And he is very conscious about, like, or he seems to be that he's not looking to scramble either. Um so I think that makes the offense a little more more predictable, I guess, um, which could also play into some of the struggles. But, uh, yeah, they did enough. So ha- super happy for the kids. As an outside spectator, feels a little fool's goldy still that, that UVA is 4-2 and two at this point. Oh, yeah, 100%. But at the same time, like, this is – I recall way back when talking, like, Listen, if you're going to be bad, you got to be fun. And UVA is definitely fun. <laughs> and I am happy. Uh, I'm trying to have some perspective here. Happy that Virginia can just, like, take it two teams on offense, at least. Like, it is a full-on air raid situation right now with the Who's. And the quarterback is left-handed and looks like every pass is going to miss by 11 feet to the right. And it's it's amazing. I don't know how it works, but <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I will the, – the defense is – just – apocalyptically bad that prevent <laughs> at the end great. was so bad i mean they like they actually probably didn't have their worst game of the year from a points allowed standpoint but my god it was it's like very porous so, and in times of need it is it's so porous yeah so. i don't know who the the main guy on the acc network was who was on the call but mark herslick was the the color guy oh and, former boston college coach right uh linebacker i believe Not oh much. okay um but he like Herzlich was incredulous at one point about the calls <laughs> on defense that UVA was making. He's like, Nick Howell cannot continue to like seriously keep putting his guys in this position of, and I was like, you know what, Mark, I've been saying this for weeks. <laughs> Thank you for, for giving voice Mark. to, to my feelings. Um, yeah. But yeah, they did it. Good, good for them. Good for them. Good for the Jordan. boys. Welcome to defensive coordinator hill. It's it's a great place to be. Love it. It's a it's, sweaty place. It's nice. It's nice to have a scapegoat though. You know when, when things really start to go bad. Uh, speaking of defensive coordinator hill, uh, Vandy traveled to Gainesville this week, Florida, and some sharp throwbacks. Uh, made quick work of the Commodores. This is <laughs> this is a weird game. Vanderbilt had like numerous. Uh, like they went all four downs, like with goal to go situations and did not score a single point in this game. Uh, they did try to kick a cowardly field goal, I believe, while down 42 to nothing in the third quarter. That was missed. The, the, the field goal kicker missed three kicks. They, I think, blew two goal to go situations and a short field. Um, not, not, Vanderbilt's terrible, but this game in, in like a weird way, uh, like Florida didn't play great Vanderbilt was just extremely inept at being able to cash in um and there was you know there was a I think they caught it they actually ruled it a touchdown uh that Vanderbilt scored at like 21 to nothing to make it 21 to 7 and then like upon further review like the guy was sort of bobbling it when when he caught it so they like they took that away too which is just sorry about it yeah it really sucks so anyhow um Emory Jones had four touchdown passes Good to see some deep shots. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know about Emory. He doesn't seem to be like, he still doesn't seem like he uh, sees the game 
fluidly enough. I, I don't, that's, that's like not a great way to explain what I'm trying to explain, but he is very Felipe Franks, Jeff Driscoll in how he throws the ball, all the arm talent in the world throws a beautiful pass when it's dialed up, but like plays have to be dialed up for him. He doesn't seem to be like a progression guy at all. Um, he locks onto guys and it's uh yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's, I think he has, when, the, when he's able to run the ball, they're very. I think Florida's offense can can put it on some people, as evidenced by earlier. Is uh, is he functions. a junior or senior? He's a senior in school, but he's a redshirt junior. Okay. And so, I mean, I think he was getting a little bit of draft buzz before the season, but I don't think that is uh, probably going to happen for him this year. So, uh, likely to return unless it's like a Anthony Richardson. It's going to be you know open quarterback comp- competition heading into the. Um, heading into next year. Well, and like the quarterback class is not great this year. So no, if you're looking no, to leave, I mean, it might be yeah. like this is the better class to leave with. Yeah, maybe to get drafted, but yeah, yeah, he's he's just um, it's just like he's really raw. And listen, like Jeff Driscoll has made a nice little career for himself as backup at the NFL, right? Like he he got some good coaching. Um, I just think, I I, I think that. Uh, Emory Jones is, is clearly getting good coaching now. And mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't just really, it, it, he hasn't improved as much as I, as I would have liked to see him improve. This is sounds weird complaining after a 42 to nothing win. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like some of the play calling Florida does a really nice job of distributing the ball to their running backs that are all like uniquely talented in different ways and put them in uh, good positions. And they've been doing a really good job of like doing some of those old school Tebow like rocker step plays. Now that Jones is, I think Jones is leads the nation in quarterback rushing yards, maybe. Damn. But he, you know, they they incorporate that little rocker step and things like that, get the defense to collapse, and you hit the halfback on the angle or or things like that. And you know, Florida's you, you can find that middle of the defense is susceptible, and that's a throw that Emory can make. So, um, but it does seem like you have to really spoon feed him a lot of easy throws. So. Uh, we'll see. LSU by Georgia. It's going to be a fun few weeks coming up. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right. This game was somehow not one of the games that we picked because we talked a lot of trash about Texas A&M, but, uh, one of the text, one of the games of the weekend, Bama at Texas A&M, uh, down goes Alabama to two lost Texas A&M. Unranked Texas A&M. Unranked two lost Texas A&M who struggled against Colorado and lost to Mississippi State, uh, and who else they lose to? Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, uh, Arkansas gave them that work too. Um, this was a weird game. It was just weird. It was a, it was a good game, um, but I thought that this was almost like the opposite of the Alabama Florida game. Like Alabama found themselves in the Florida situation in the Florida Alabama game from earlier this year, uh, and then I think they like slow played it a little too much. Um, again, I feel like if this game had been 10 minutes longer, Alabama would have definitely won, but it was not. And um, yeah, they lost, but not the typical game plan to beat Alabama that was employed in this game. Alabama made mistakes and they looked like the team that like had the problems in this game, which was kind of strange. Yeah. I, uh, this, so like the evening slate of games, I had three or four screens going at once. Uh, Love that. In the Airbnb. Wow. So I like I consumed <laughs> it all, but I remember very little in terms of specifics. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a fun ride, I promised. Um, but yeah, I think what I remember from the A&M Alabama game was uh, Gary being one so adamant that Texas A&M's biggest strength was that they answered every time Alabama like seemed to kind of take take hold of of the lead whether it was getting a turnover and getting points off of that A&M came back and and scored their own touchdown they didn't fold right away um, yeah but but the other thing was that like Alabama had such an advantage in terms of plays run in the second half um that the the guys in the booth Gary especially were talking about like I you know I think they should be running the ball more <laughs> because yes. of the snap differential here and then that well and because of the they success had, they were having yeah they were, and then it's the like they what they had was three straight passes that like w- why well like it yeah i'm still i'm still i think uh i think the first down play was Devontae run, tweeted like out one, like run the damn ball yard. or something like that oh good for you Devontae. yeah love that he's, he's Jason, got some you, philly in him already <laughs> you uh were you locked in on this one Cracky? I did not actually see almost any of this because I uh, have glow fiber and not cable and CBS just straight up doesn't like offer live streaming. It's terrible. Bizarre. Yeah, it's real dumb. Big CBS dumb. of all things too. That's yeah. tough. Um, I, I just thought that Alabama's approach was a little stagnant throughout this whole game. Like they... Like you said, Jordan, they had some success running the football. They didn't seem to do, like, stick to the thing that was working for them. Um, I don't want to – they're not limited. Their offensive line did not play well in this game, and Texas Stadium, I think, also had a really good game plan for overloading them with some confusing blitz schemes, and and they sacked Bryce Young a lot. But, like, I don't – they didn't seem to – when that showed itself to be a problem, I expected a little bit more uh, Bryce Young maybe designed runs or rollouts or – um, even like, does, do they have like a little speed option in their playbook? They, could they ever just run that one time just to like get a defensive end to like pay attention to something else other than, you know, rushing the passer. I, I, I thought it was interesting to see, um, just Alabama look kind of like that. All they could do was run off tackle or, you know, five-step drop, uh, and then stand in the pocket and, you know, eat defenders right in in your face like clearly your offensive line was having trouble so like usually what happens is you start to move the pocket or try to do something and i it seemed like there was a lack of that in the game to me um i mean i do alabama absolutely dominated the third quarter of this game and you know they did kick a couple field goals that looking back on it i think was probably the right decision based on how the game was going but uh they that that jordan you, you texted us last night but that three and out absolutely was terrible that they had right before the end you know obviously it leads to texas a&m kicking a game-winning field goal but um yeah that that three and out was very perplexing and it was just kind of like their their third their second and third down plays didn't even seem like close to working you know it's like they just kind of i think assumed they were going to have a play that worked and yeah they didn't well, have think... a play and and then he then he didn't throw he also didn't throw two good passes too yeah. which was I a bad the time second down play was was a good call and he had a man open he just missed the throw um yeah but again like it it was very much in that same vein of like five step drop i'm squarely 
behind the line. Like you said, Logan, I don't I don't think Alabama was creative enough with what no. they did offensively. And I don't know if that stems from like we're limited based on the way our line's playing or we respect AM's defense that much or right. Bryce just doesn't have it tonight. I don't I don't know. But, yeah, it's probably a combination. I'm just for as much kind of uh, chatter as we do about how like poised Bryce Young is, at, given his age and stuff. Yeah, he is still a freshman. Maybe he had a bad game, but I'm just, uh, I guess, a little perplexed. They don't try to run him a little bit more, just for the sake of some balance or something else to look at um, from a defensive standpoint. That's that's all, and you know, that's on that's on the play caller, and they got to get some of that stuff figured out, but. Uh, like I said, not the typical game plan to beat Alabama here. Usually it's super dynamic uh, quarterback play. I mean, Calzada, I think, played great. He didn't throw a whole lot of incomplete passes in this game. I think he had – at one point he was 11 of 12, and his one incompletion was a pick. Um, so big big fan of having his, his balls caught, which is nice. But uh, he played a lot better than I expected him to play. But, like, it was a pretty straight – it seemed like a pretty straightforward attack for Texas A&M. I mean, they took shots down the field a little bit and then you know spiller is a patient runner and did a good job running on alabama's defense but um i don't know i think you can pick on alabama's defense a little bit their linebackers are not special this year and i think that that is a problem for them given your rolando mcleans or your, your typical like alabama middle linebacker freak show kind of guys that they have they're like henry toe toe is just i don't think he's very i don't think he's that good he gets caught up in the wash a lot he misses a lot of tackles. He can't cover. So um, it's just uh, it's kind of the perfect storm for Alabama last last night, I think. Sure. Certainly didn't expect him to lose. Um, and then to kind of like lose like that where they were chasing the game was weird. I was like, you know, at halftime, I'm like, oh, yeah, Alabama wins this game by 10, right? Like they'll, they'll clean it up and they're going to pull away. And it looked like it was maybe going to happen. And then it just like kind of died on the vine. It was, that's I mean, there was, a, it was, there was a 28-7 run in there. Yeah, Alabama took the lead with five minutes left. And like Jordan said, by credit to Texas A&M, they scored 10 points in the last four minutes and won it. Yep, 100%. On a, on a pair of what looks to be pretty good drives. Like, not they didn't they didn't pounce on a fumble in or anything like that. They just right. beat them. Yeah, yeah, it was just very, like, straightforward and no, like, gadget play, anything like that. It was just like, we, we're doing this. Yeah. Which was which was really weird to see given the third quarter in which I think Texas A&M ran 10 total plays and like yeah. got absolutely dominated and Alabama was just walking the ball down the field the whole time. So, you know, I don't think anyone was expecting Texas A&M to just randomly figure it out for two drives, uh, but they did. And, you know, that's that's what happens when you're behind and you got to chase the game like that. So um, I, I don't think there's trouble in paradise for Alabama. I think sometimes you lose and they lost. And I have a hard time thinking they're not, the second best team in the country personally <laughs> but uh you know we got to reward the we gotta we gotta i guess reward the resumes that are out there right now so alabama's i think they're down to like five or something like that all right notre dame at was at virginia tech did you guys catch this one i did this was one of my yep. my multi-screens <laughs> I, I watched a, a fair chunk of this one as well take it away jordan yeah no i uh i caught the tail end of this and you hate to see it, honestly. You hate to have you hate to have it happen to to that group of young men and their fans. Um, I, they like look at all these disappointed people. I am so glad to see all these disappointed people here in this building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> classic Wilmot champ. 
They, uh, so they, they pick sixed whoever was playing court. I don't remember if it was Cone at that point because, uh, yeah, I don't think it was Cone when the pick six happened. Yeah, I think it was, was it Hubner or whatever? Or, uh, let me see. Am I, am Buckner. I just the Buckner? Buckner. Ah, Buckner, Buckner threw two tuds and two picks. Um, but yeah, they, they like, they took the, was it, did they take the lead on the pick six? I think they, they either did or they tied it, but yeah, I mean, that, that was, that was Virginia, helpful. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. They, they went up 22, 21 on the pick six. Yeah. And then, uh, they, they pick six too quick. Notre Dame. Kind of, well, put, put a, that was in the third quarter to be fair. Yeah. No, they, uh, I mean, Virginia Tech should be kicking themselves that their defense got run on the way they got run on in this game. Notre Dame hasn't been blocking very well this year. Yeah. And uh, they, Notre Dame's running back, had himself a day. And I think it also helped that Buckner came in. They did a lot of court. He was, like, sneaky, like, super difficult to tackle in this game. Like, like he would just kind of do these lumbering, like, slow spin moves into a pile and then just skirt forward for, like, another six yards, like, of, of stumbling and... I mean that's that that sucks, but um, yeah. I mean, for as much kind of grief as we've given Notre Dame this year about not being able to to block and you know their offense being a little stagnant and and weird, um, they certainly came alive in this game. We had the rare targeting on the offense in this yeah. game, yes. which was uh, you know probably one of the more well deserved ones of the evening. So uh, yeah, I um, remember that, and then I remember uh, Hollyfield got tossed targeting in the fourth quarter right before Notre Dame just put two the tying drive together and then yeah. the uh the game winner but is that our guy yeah. are, is his name Dax is he a Dax Hollyfield he is oh god yeah yeah a real a real I'm trying, to, type. I'm trying to find that I can't track down what the like half splits were for yardage it feels like I remember Virginia Tech's defense holding up pretty well for like 35 minutes and then just got worn down. Could be, could be true. I would just like I, I Notre Dame's running back had a day for sure. Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, Notre Dame rushed for uh, 180 yards. So yeah, that's not good, good enough. But I, I feel like I remember them. Yeah. They kind of held firm for as long as they could, and then they kind of collapsed. Well, well, I think, wasn't. Yeah, like, but, not so a super high scoring game. Buckner had 67 yards on the ground, so he was he was a key part of. That 180. Um. At any rate, Virginia Tech loses on a last-second field goal there after a weird laser pointer situation timeout. Yeah. Like you know, somehow got an inadvertent icing there. Um, I'd also like to point out, guys, there's there's something going on with with our guy Brian Kelly on the sideline. Do you think his headset is on? Is this like a is this is like a who, who's who's the guy that was the the San Diego State head coach that then coached Michigan that had like. Brady he like Hoke? didn't, yeah. Brady Hoke, he didn't wear a headset. He just like yeah. wandered the sidelines, like head headset free. Like, are you involved in the game planning? I, I'm pretty sure all Brian Kelly does is yell at people, like he it, players, yell at players specifically. Because if you ever see them cut to him, he is like his head, his headset is just on, and like the thing is stuck straight in the air, and he's never talking to anyone. 
Like he just dumb staring dumbly straight ahead, like on offense or on defense. I don't know. I just he must be a micromanager who just like I want to know I what need he does. Hear what yeah. my minions are talking about, so that I can like go back and chew somebody out in a meeting yeah. or at halftime if I need. I to. think that's just it. He's just asking for who is the penalty on. He just wants to know who the penalty was on, so he can dress him down on the sideline. But um, yeah, anyhow, said that, I, to I, me. I, I just I've noticed this uh, this year. Like, what is this guy doing? You know, some of these guys are practically eating the microphone. You know, they're talking so much. So, um, you know, you got Mullen over here, like pressing it into his face very uncomfortably. Like, not sure that helps the microphone work, coach. But uh, anyhow. All right. We'll keep it moving. Down goes Virginia Tech. Hate to see it. Wah, wah. All right. Boise was at BYU. I told you this one could be fun. This one was not that much fun. But Boise bossed the game around here um, and, and, and got a win against BYU. BYU went up 10 nothing in this game kind of looked like they're going to cruise and then proceeded to just have like a really bad run of losing fumbles they lost three fumbles in this game that's bad luck but uh at the end of the day Boise was able to capitalize on some of those Boise kicked a lot of very short field goals in this game too i yeah, was geez. watching it this afternoon they kicked like multiple 30 yard field goals i think 41 is acceptable 20 28 and 22 all yeah. kicked by Boise but but BYU was not scoring so there was really yeah. i guess you know and they to were be just fair, the the first one the 20 yard one was to beat the first half horn yes so. yeah that's that's true but i mean it, it was just I, I took i took notice of that um but yeah Boise Boise looks fine you know BYU this is just uh you know uh, turnover luck kind of kind of got them in this game and they couldn't generate any scores late in the game um so i don't know I, I did check in on this, though. I was intrigued. Our guy, Jaron Hall, you know, he's had better games. Yeah, fast quarterback didn't have his best. But he was coming back from injury, so. Yeah. Gunnar Romney, though. this My, my man can really go up and get it. I mean, they, they still are, like, they they have a penchant for, like, these spectacular throws and catches. I don't I don't know why BYU, of all teams, is the one that is making this happen on the rig. Let's uh, hope be it. All right, we'll go to Kroger Field in Kentucky where dreams go to die. We love and, going to Kroger uh, Field. Yes, and LSU uh, came to town and just got, got that thoroughly beat by Kentucky. This was not a slow, plodding Kentucky no. with nothing going on. Uh, Kentucky gave it to LSU all night. It was, was 42-21 final score. I think it was 35-7 at one point. It was um, indeed 35-7 at one point. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of stopped watching – but uh, there was, yeah, this is, there's a lot of whomping going on here. Um, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's quarterback was very high fee, very high fee during this game. He was very excited and uh, for, right, yeah, rightfully so. It's kind of a bummer that they have to go to Georgia because I'd really like to see Georgia at K. Rogers Stadium just because <sighs> that seems to kind of be a, a stronghold of college football these days. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I just don't think Kentucky is the kind of team that is going to bother Georgia at all, personally. Maybe borrowing a bit of a take there. Uh, oh, you'll, but you'll just, get to put your name on that take later this week. Well, we I'll get. I'm 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 prepared. Uh, Georgia has already hurt me once this this uh, this weekend um, on thinking that maybe someone could bother them. So I just like. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know that Kentucky has the creative 
juice to bug Georgia. I mean, they they want to run the ball. They want to like go tight sets and things like that. It's just everything that Georgia is like, oh, hell yeah, give it to me. So <laughs> I think uh, Jason Kirk said that that Georgia-Kentucky game next week is going to be over in like 58 minutes of broadcast time. Like they're, that game is going to be gonna over be so fast. Favorite. Yeah, there's going to be no stoppages, <laughs> just running plays and tackles. Um, but uh, Jason, did you catch any of this? Uh, no, I did not. LSU, Kentucky. All right, no. yeah, it's it's fine. Kentucky. Yeah. I it was one of the. It was one of several. I was keeping tabs on the store as sure. as college football Twitter relight, re, uh, reacted in delightful fashion. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah it's yeah. one of those scores so, where every time it pop up on the ticker, you'd be like, "Oh, that's still yeah. that's still that." Wow, still I happening. See, like, I just see like I'd be scrolling like you'd see like twenty tweets, and then like one tweet is just like "cats" in all caps. I was like, "Oh, that sounds good," and I move on. Yeah, yeah. No, they. Kentucky's good. They they look good. Um, shout out to them taking advantage. But uh, yeah, LSU. Mm. They can't run the ball. They still can't run the ball. Uh, Boutte got hurt. Got like carted off the field cool. with a leg and or knee situation. Uh, not great. And also can't be great for Cocho and Dem boys. You know, with with a fresh set of coordinators, things things ought to be things ought to be trending in the right direction yeah that'll fix it anyhow but hey todd grantham's coming to town nothing nothing gets your running game back on track and your passing game like like a little todd grantham first quarter todd grantham Uh, will have a chance to audition for for the tiger uh, supporters oh (laughs) sign me up (laughs) a million times uh for that but uh all right uh what's next oh uconn at umass this game happened a battle of uh (laughs) northeastern heavyweights uh, the of the Wikipedia page did did cement themselves as the worst team in the land. Uh, UMass did it to them. So shout out to UMass, Walt hey. Bell and them boys, got it going on. Uh, and that's all I have to say about that. Jason, tell us about the Dukes. An eventful weekend in Harrisburg. Uh, must we? Must we talk about it was the Dukes? parents' yeah. weekend too, yeah. wasn't it? It was family weekends. Oh, um, oh, kind of brutal. Starting a, starting a movement to cancel family weekend for good. We seem to always play. <laughs> Less than great on family weekend. Um, yeah, the Dukes the Dukes dropped a tough one. Uh, 28-27, I believe, was the final so to yeah. number nine, Villanova. Um, just one of those days. Just uh, nothing was really clicking. Things were weird. Villanova came out ready to go. They were, they were a very, very good team. They'll be quarterfinals or further. Um, wow. Probably yeah, the uh, over here. Missed a uh, missed a couple field goals late um, from our like JMU Hall of Fame kicker. Um, offense weird couldn't be going. For kickers. Just a weird weird weekend for guys. Mason you Crosby guys. missed like four today. Yeah, Mason Crosby had maybe maybe the Y word going on for a little Evan, bit, but then hit the game winner. Evan McPherson so. missed one. My man's been stones too. Yeah, and it's just uh, so T's and P's to all kickers. You know, yeah. we wouldn't want to trade places. K- with you. Kickers matter. Remember. Yep. Kickers do better. Um, so yeah, I, I texted you guys. We got we got doinked once. It was devastating. Um, just uh, you know, it was just one of those days. Not worried about it. Um, we go to Richmond this week. So if we can put paws on the uh, put paws on the spiders, everything will be fine. See, Jason, that's a good place to be though, where you can take an L and you cannot yeah. be worried about it because. UVA is on a two-game winning streak, and I am terrified of what the, what's going to happen next. So there's, yeah. there's, you know, no, I have uh, there's levels I have, to this. Yeah, I, I have 
uh, peace of mind uh, given by a few years of of round success. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> season. Yeah, it's it's you know I can't be too devastated. We it, it would have been one thing if we'd have, like gotten screwed over or something like that. But sure. Listen, we haven't lost at home since uh, Kurt Zignetti beat us at home so oh, wow. maybe he was getting the vibes that alabama was going down and it wrecked it's possible his, it's probably he was feeling he was worried about his, his old boss. tide vapors were, were off. to say but the dukes will be fine coach signetti will be they'll be just fine we'll be all right ain't worried about it we'll we get played it like we played like b-hole for like four quarters and weird stuff happened and all that stuff and we lost by one to a top 10 team so what are you gonna do yeah hey it's a good Listen, way to look at it love that love yeah. that all right, go Dukes, forever in our hearts. Um, Proud Jordan, team. we picked some games this weekend. How did it go for the boys? You know, there was a lot of fretting in the chat, especially from one Jason Kreck about the state of <laughs> the picks. Okay, uh, I'm winning up. Let's do this. Yeah, it, like nobody did awesome or no poorly. There, I, there was a moment like. Uh, with a couple of breaks, though, it could have gone. The Michigan really awesome. game helped yeah. really Jason. There were a there were a couple. Yeah, there was sure. a point at about it was it was right about when when Iowa was getting back on top of Penn State. It was probably like like seven fifteen where I was just like, "This is bull! <laughs> I'm getting screwed up." Yeah. So it turned out fine, but I I'm ready to get some takes off. Jason vented a little bit in the chat. It's fine. Um, but Love yeah, to see so, Jason engaged in the in the in the picks chat though. Jason yeah, you know. and yeah. Logan both went two and three yesterday, and I went three and two. So Ugh. again, nothing like outside. Just like, one of those days. Yeah, nothing outside of normal standard deviation of of picks. Um, we will start with one of our nooners, the Red River rivalry. Man, what a what a doozy of a of a fourth Oof. quarter, especially this one. Yeah. Oof. Wild, wild game all around. I actually was kind of out and about during the meet of this game, so I rewatched it. I caught the end, like I caught basically the whole fourth quarter, but um, or no, maybe half the fourth quarter. But uh, I mean, I mean, it was uh, electric. I mean, an electric. This, this uh, looked like it was going to be. This was going to be a blowout. Twenty-eight seven, right? It was twenty-eight seven after the first quarter. Um, like Oklahoma had had shot themselves in the foot about. 17 times in 12 minutes um but yeah it was i was i was feeling i was feeling wonderful i was i was jack on the front of the titanic <laughs> burnt orange jack over here Jason. Made, it, burnt- made it to the door by the end of the game but yeah no. yeah but um yeah it was you know i i still feel like they could have done better i'm not gonna lie to you they kind of fell apart they were up 38 23 they're up 41 23 like they were they were in great position with yeah 17 it's not like they didn't left. they they it's not like they didn't like they were up 28 7 then just like never scored again like no, they, no, did, they were fine they, they did yeah. score they just like went two for one uh or one for every two time. against oakland oklahoma every had time a bad turnover and, you know yeah yes had a had a had a really bad turnover on the kick and return. then just the and I, I even you know what I felt good with four seconds on the freaking clock. I felt <laughs> fine. <laughs> Didn't I was all? like, let's yep. take this <laughs> thing to OT and uh Texas will get the ball first and kick a field goal, then Oklahoma scores a touchdown and I still get it, or Texas wins. There's like so few scenarios in which I will yeah. take this to OT. But Dr. Then, Strange was sitting there putting yeah, the one finger up. He's just cackling. And I watched as Kennedy Brooks like 
like ran into two people and then bounced off another Texas guy and then just yeah. went untouched 33 yards. To yeah, it didn't appear to be like running like extremely fast either. Just no, I, like well, just, I think it was <laughs> like it looked like a broken hard. play. I thought I yeah. thought when it got snapped, he was lining it up for the field goal. And I was like, that's huh. weird because they're really far out. Like that's not an easy kick. And then he just kind of just like, oh, I'll just keep going. And yeah. just, whoop, he's in the end zone. So. Yeah, Anyways. so to, to be clear, Oklahoma. I'm not. Was, I'm not. I'm not angry about it. I'm laughing about it. You're Oklahoma angry was a three and a half point favorite at the time. They're driving, ostensibly to get themselves into game winning field goal position to win by three, thereby guaranteeing the cover for Texas. And they basically like accidentally score a touchdown to the to, much to the joy of Jordan and myself, who were <laughs> celebrating for Mr. Kennedy to get into the end zone. Go go go! Get in. Um, and and he did. Well, yeah, because uh, I was worried like. He was gonna. He was gonna take it down like on purpose. Like no, they're letting goal. me score on. Like he was gonna <laughs> short circuit or something. Like no, they're letting me score. I can't fall into <laughs> yeah, the trap because that's what it freaking looks like. Just yeet the ball out of bounds or something. <laughs> just like freak out. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. Um. So yeah, shout out to Oklahoma. But yeah, massive comeback in this game. Twenty-one points down early. Uh, Spencer Rattler, I think after two bad turnovers early in the game, gets benched. That's probably the story of the game, to be yeah, honest. So my, my question for the group is where do we think Spencer Rattler is transferring <laughs> next season? Michigan. Oh, hate that for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but he's the perfect uh, guy. Oregon. Ooh. I like it. Someone on he's... Twitter I, said, I saw said uh, UNLV. Love that. <laughs> He and Tate Martell could battle for the starting QB job. Yeah. 30-year-old Tate Martell will, will still be there. Um, rowdy QB room that would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's one of those things. It's, it's easy to jump to conclusions. The same, like, conversation we have about Embry Jones. Like, I mean, God, the guy's stayed around for long enough. Like, you, you don't think maybe he's down to stay around a little bit longer. But, um, yeah, I mean, if Caleb Williams is – I mean, he's a five-star. He he's, appears to be ready to go. Uh, they didn't really fall off, and he brings a running threat to the game that Rattler like doesn't have to the same degree at all. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be hard to keep Williams off the field given how well he played against Texas. Yeah, what I think it was kind of telling, and they mentioned, I think the sideline reporter mentioned this as well, but like when Caleb Williams came into the game, Oklahoma's team energy just kind of like... Something flipped, yep. The, sure. the ears all perked up from everybody and yeah that's because like he was he he was successful right after being inserted to the game so that helps but even like upon insertion his teammates were like okay like yeah we're we have a new attentiveness and engagement to what's going on so i think that says a lot um but yeah, yeah, it's just good. It's, I mean, good for Lincoln Riley too of a sure. having having the stones to make the switch and b sticking with it because, like last year in the same game. Well, and see having a benched. having a backup prepared to play like that. Yeah, I mean, that but dude I mean, was last, ready. like last year in this game, Rattler got benched and then like took a series off, came back and right. and led the comeback. So I'm sure there's temptation of like, okay, let's just get him a breather. Like he needs to. He's to slow things down mentally, and then he'll be ready yeah. to come back. But uh, kudos to him for just riding the hot hand and going with what worked. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it was uh, this. This was a hit every note college football game. So that yep. you know, a lot of fun. This game always seems like it kind of goes off the rails too, which is 
exciting um that it just well, there routine, was a stat that routinely like, happens in this like freaking noon game it was like 12 uh, <laughs> of the last 14 matchups have been one score or something weird like that i figure what i read it might have had nothing to do with that but no that sounds yeah. right but that's yeah, right to I me I, I feel like it's usually like texas is in the game when you don't expect them to be in the game yep. of late um yep. it's been yep. it's been that way so yep. i wonder if when they move to the sec if they're gonna let them like be permanent crossover teams oh actually yeah, i don't know they, if uh, there's the a decent chance that's part of the like uh that might be part of it but i think the sec schedule is going to be different anyway because they're going to have to review some things so all right sorry just just thinking right. about that well Let's speaking move it of on. the sec huh. uh we've got arkansas and Ole miss who just <laughs> they also went on a scoring bonanza in the fourth quarter yes. um Arca- i i remember arkansas going up early in this game Ole miss came back took control felt like they had control for most of the middle portion of the game maybe as i was keeping light tabs on it and then uh Ole Miss went up seven and then it just seemed like it was bang bang back forth back forth um arkansas ends up scoring uh a potential to tie the game touchdown with one well a buzzer beater honestly uh, zeros zero on the clock yep. yeah because there was somehow there was one, one second dubious left second left on the clock yeah after their oh, previous yeah. attempt at the end zone uh gave them time for one final play then kj jefferson throws a touchdown to one of their tight ends um old mr coach Pittman puts up the two fingers to go for two and it fails uh with the the icing on the cake was it failed they the like Ole Miss players rush the field in celebration and the refs start like blowing the whistle and waving everybody back only so they could call ineligible man downfield on the <laughs> offense and announce that yes the game was in fact over <laughs> love love a good buzzkill ref situation again we had some chicanery at the end we were all on Ole Miss minus six here would have loved for that one second to tick off the clock I'd do it again uh, in a heartbeat and, too oh, I'd yeah abs- six abs- absolutely um but uh KJ Jefferson played great in this game um mm-hmm. he, he played really He's really really good uh Lane was super upset with his defensive performance after the game pretty classic <laughs> we played defense about as physically po- as bad as we physically possibly could uh but we won um so he was i guess when the like the sideline reporter asking him about like you know you, your defense like struggled at times today but you know how like how did it make you feel to see him come up with that stop there at the end to, to seal the victory or whatever and he just kind of scoffed and was like well that's a real positive way of looking at it like <laughs> didn't, didn't really stop him they just didn't Oh, yeah. So we never really stopped them. They just decided to go for two. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tough. You know, always, always one to second guess the play call. I hate the like flood right set up there. Like, I think you, you, in trying to give your quarterback a bunch of options, you attract way too many defenders into the zone. And then it's just like, I mean, there's just no way you could complete a pass in there. I mean, you just get to throw a bullet in there and hope that like someone just catches it or you're going to have to loft it up and hope that, you know, you get a moss situation. So um, I would have liked to see something different there. Maybe, maybe something trickier, but um, yeah, that all said, I mean, shout out to Arkansas's offensive game plan. Like I said, uh, I think KJ Jefferson is from really close by there in Mississippi. I saw he had like a big contingent of family and friends there at the game. 
um, that were all wearing like these sweet airbrushed KJ Jefferson shirts, um, which, which I love Uh, big, big, like, you know, family energy there going on. But uh, yeah, so that was cool. Um, But yeah, I mean, super fun game. This, this, this is like an old, an old miss game. If there's ever been an old miss game, right. Just like very drunk, crazy, like, doesn't matter run plays and pass plays. Like they just, they score in such dramatic fashion on such big, Shots on the sideline, they get guys wide open. Everything was crazy, and uh, and I guess you know they returned the favor uh, defense in this game too. So, ton of fun, loved watching it. Really disappointed in the clock operator for not helping me out with the picks. Yeah. But it's like know, he doesn't even listen to the pod. Them's the breaks. Yeah, yeah. Come on, fella or madam. Um, all right. Three uh, thirty. We also had another SEC game. Uh, this was Georgia at Auburn, where Bo Nix tried tried his hardest to to get one in the he win did. column for the Deep South's oldest rivalry. That's right. They, they can't claim the South's oldest rivalry, but they can claim the extra racist South's oldest rivalry. <laughs> yeah. Nothing says uh, definitely no, not Virginia, North Carolina. No, no, a, a, a lighter, a lighter version of racism there. Yeah, this one, I knew pretty quickly that I had made a mistake. Uh, basically, after I made the pick, I was Auburn went up three zero though. Auburn did go up three zero, and were you confident? Seventeen at all at that plays, sixty eight yards, six yeah, minutes forty one seconds. That is a clock. Points chomper that is i i was feeling board. pretty good that they moved the ball but yeah i mean they didn't move the ball thereafter for a while um, i mean i don't know the opening script it was georgia yeah georgia did give up a second half touchdown for the first time this year uh so i think it you know might be time for kirby maybe to consider firing someone yeah, um i think georgia's given up 33 points this year and i think one of the touchdowns was a pick six so i think at, That's at least going into this game, I don't know if it's still true, but their defense has sco- has or had scored more touchdowns than they had given up. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, um, so. terrifying. Yeah, they're just like the the speed that they play defense is startling. The speed on the back end is nuts, and yeah. they're also able to do the classic like we can blow up your O line with yeah. just our four down linemen. Yeah. Yep. And they like just it, have really, it, really, really good linebackers. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it takes it takes five O linemen and usually like a running back chipping somebody to keep those four at bay. And then they got like two extra hats. <laughs> they got two extra hats somewhere, so that you're gonna make life very miserable for you. Yeah, um, there was a there was a funny clip. Um, I don't know, it was like in the second quarter yesterday or something. Someone shared it and was like, "This is the moment that uh, Auburn realized they were playing a defense full of uh, like Boston mechanics robots." <laughs> and it was like it was just like a little swing pass and they like tackle the guy out of bounds and the georgia guy like slides out of bounds on his back he's one of these i think he was a linebacker or oh he kept up right yeah and he like did the thing where you like put your hands flat on the ground and like kick yourself up onto your feet and he yeah. didn't full pads it was, it was horrifying that was just yeah jarring. that's gross yeah no they're i mean their defense is it's wild to watch a defensive unit that is like that overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it makes you think of those Bears defenses or those Ravens defenses that we used to watch in the NFL. You're just like, holy moly! Like, I don't know how you, how you really score on them. But at the same time, like, they don't appear to do anything like overly exotic. 
they just like like I said, Jordan, they just they dominate with their tackles and ends, and then they send an extra linebacker occasionally, and it's hell for the quarterback. Um, and their line, the other two linebackers are so fast that they cover so much ground side to side that there's there's nowhere to go. Like even the hot throws are covered up, and you gain two yards. It's it's uh, it's really impressive. So. This is why I don't think Kentucky has what it takes <laughs> to, to, to do. Uh, like, I, I don't want to be Homer guy. I just, I, I think you're going to need someone who thinks outside of the box, a la Dan Mullen, to try to do something different against this Georgia defense, to try to get some flow going a different direction um, or something. Like last year, like Florida just ran wheel routes on them the whole time because they knew that their linebackers, like, couldn't beat Pitts or Malik Davis or these, like, freak show like you know hybrid players that florida was going to run to the sideline but like i don't i don't know if they have that this year so i mean i don't i don't <laughs> georgia's going to be ready for something like that but i just i yeah I, this is why I like that your i like that your initial thesis for that line of thing is like which brings me back to my original point which is that kentucky can't be georgia <laughs> yeah, like, well i feel like everyone's gonna do the thing it's like ah oh, kentucky pretty good huh like what do yeah, you think like it's like this is like this At is why a certain I, point, they don't have the it's, horses. It's and, the same reason I'm surprised Texas A&M beat Alabama the way that they did last night because they didn't do anything like weird. Yeah. They didn't do anything that jumped off the screen. Like they didn't have Johnny Manziel a quarterback. They don't have like a generational like like crazy man. This is kind of why I was thought maybe Auburn could cover because Bo Nix is is you know Jesus Johnny Manziel. You know so allegedly he's he's, he's Bible camp Johnny Manziel. So anyway, you want to take right. a guess on on an early line. For that Georgia, Kentucky game. It's at Georgia, right? Yeah. It's got to be Georgia minus what was 17 the one, and a half. The one this week was 18 and a half for Auburn? 15 and a half. Yeah. Oh, it's, 15, oh, it's on the screen. I'm an idiot. Um, Yeah, 14 and a half. Jason, you agreed or you wanted a different? Number? I said 17 and a half. Okay, it is 22 and a half. <laughs> yeah, so not a whole lot of respect for, for Kentucky there. Um. I will is not be talking into a Kentucky cover. Let let it be known yeah, now three, that I will not be talking into a Kentucky cover. Okay, good. That means it's not going to be the first game on the board, so I'm not going to have to pick it first. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending depending Shut on nope. the games we're we picking select, a noon game. We're picking a noon game. Yeah, we could pick four noon games and then or yeah, three. Yeah. Circle it back. Florida yeah. LSU's at noon. There's get, another get you decent back to the top of the order. There's another <laughs> decent SEC noon game because I think they're doing another SEC doubleheader on CBS. In which you get like the very jarring Rick Neuheisel broadcast, and you're like, "Who is this? Is this Rick Neuheisel?" And he's just like, he is saying the wildest things. This this guy, I was gonna text you guys like, Neuheisel is hammered. Like, what's going on here? Like, it's just it was it was crazy. Anyhow, he's drunk um, on power. I can't imagine how reckless I would be if I was getting TV money and only had to like actually perform professional duties one day a week. Oh, I like, see sure, here. you go to yeah. meetings oh, yeah. and you do like coach interviews and player interviews during the week, but that's not for public consumption. Like right. you only have to behave one day a week. That's right. crazy. And you know, not do NCAA basketball pools. That's yeah. all. You and know, very simple list notes. of things. Yes. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, do you, you have anything else, or you want to you want to move on? I was just like I I. I I honestly didn't think Auburn played that bad. I just like Georgia's just really, really good, and it's hard to score on them. <laughs> and they just kind of run away from you, and you're like, "Oh, damn! Look at that." Uh, Stetson Bennett actually played better than he has 
before. It did. Um, Would you like to he, retract any previous claims or and or offer any apologies to Stetson no, Bennett? No, 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 none, none at all. <laughs> I I would love to see Georgia need Stetson Bennett to win them a football game, but like they've they they have a setup in which that is likely not going to be necessary until maybe the SEC championship game or the playoffs. So and I, Daniels I just, might be healthy by then. Well, maybe I don't know. What is Daniels made out of? Like, like twine. I mean, this guy is always hurt. How? What? What's so wrong? What's What's wrong with him now? He has a lat issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine that's that's a bummer if you're trying to throw. I just can't imagine this guy can't throw the ball farther than Sesson Bennett right now with a lat issue. I, I mean, Sesson Bennett really slinging it for oh, that for first in the first quarter. He like stepped into one and underthrew it by like six yards. But we did get a Stetson Bennett to Lad McConkey, uh, you know, hookup special on a touchdown there, which was which was truly that's something a real to laxer football situation. Big, big Georgia power. <laughs> For the Georgia, for the Georgia, um, I, I heard this full cast guys. They looked up uh, Lad McConkey's dad's name is Benji, so Benji McConkey is is a is a a wild name. What frat do we think Benji was in? <laughs> Sigma Nu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <you're laughs> All right. <probably> right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's move on to an even uh, to a less exciting situation. Yeah, Penn State was at Iowa. Uh, Iowa ended up winning in kind of sudden fashion like yeah. once uh i i i saw the play in replays that knocked out old mr sean clifford from the game yeah. um it wasn't clear what exactly the injury was uh based on what i saw but uh sure. he from like from my what i understand he had him humming there uh in yeah. in the first quarter or so and then uh the backup Roberson just like did didn't was he's not, not ready. ready. Yeah, he's not ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Levis, the quarterback for Kentucky, uh, was the backup quarterback at Penn State earlier uh, this offseason and is now starting at Kentucky. So that's why Roberson uh, has to play the old transfer portal strikes again. But um, yeah, I mean this this game. I don't. I don't want to maybe. I don't want to detract too much from like Penn State was fine when Clifford was in. Iowa was awful in the first like half of this game. Like I cannot believe that they are rolling out there with like Spencer Petrus. I mean, he might as well be Elvis Gerback. I mean, this guy cannot move. He cannot take a step. And it, it it's 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 amazing to me that Iowa always has this guy playing quarterback who is going to definitely, you know, be like getting like putting up huge preseason numbers for like the Steelers or something next year. And they'd be like, Oh, I think the Steelers might've found their QB of the future in Spencer Petros. But um, I don't know. I don't think either of these teams are very good to be honest with you. They, they, they both are fine and Iowa's defense is good and can force turnovers. Iowa got very lucky that Clifford went out in this game. Um, but I found this game to be mostly unwatchable. Uh, and that was mostly due to Iowa's offensive approach. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – I guess we're going to reward Iowa by making them the number three team in the country or the number two team in the country. Um, I mean, they are they, – to me, there's no way that so, they actually are. looking at their schedule for the rest of the year, they host Purdue, they go to Wisconsin, they go to Northwestern, they host Minnesota, they host Illinois – and they go to Nebraska. 
I mean, that's like a worse schedule than freaking UCF plays. Good yeah, lord. They, if they don't finish the regular season undefeated, it will be only their fault. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, I mean, they should. I I have a feeling that uh, Ohio State is figuring some things out and will probably beat the living breaks off of Iowa if given the opportunity. Well, I mean, that's the thing. So, like, does, if Michigan gets – like, they're only going to have to play one of Michigan and uh-huh. Ohio State. So Yeah, I would much rather play Michigan. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> you're right. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really have anything else to say about this game. I just like found it fairly appalling whenever I tuned in and just saw the things. I do that think were it's a game pretty much custom made to just, just irritate the crap out of you. No, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes. Now, yes. to Iowa's credit, they did throw some passes beyond eleven yards there in the fourth quarter that played an <laughs> instrumental role in their comeback. That's true. Uh, so maybe they're unlocking a new bag of tricks on offense, and right. the best is yet to come. That to, Penn, to Penn State's credit, they put Roberson in and did not even try to help him out one bit. They just said, hey, we're going to run the same offense. Good luck, son. Smacked him on the butt, sent him out there, and my man was just throwing incomplete passes with gusto. And uh, it, it all really unraveled for Penn State. Did he State throw there. two or three interceptions? I don't know. Things things were things were not going Coach great. Coach James but... Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he had that. A leader of had... men. He they needed to like go down the field to try to tie at the end, and it was one of the worst three play sets I've, I've ever seen. Like there's just ne- none of the three plays had a single chance at there, all. There were ever. there were a couple of offensive linemen who like got shown in the frame when they were zoomed in on Robinson in between plays, and you could tell these guys were just like, man, we there's no way. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? There's no way. That's, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. That's so. tough to see. But uh, uh, I'm sure he'll get better. But, but, I mean, listen, at the same time, if, you know, if Iowa somehow stumbles, bumbles their way into the playoff, let's get weird. Who cares? You know, we might as well. Let, let's see it yeah. happen. Iowa versus Georgia would be one of the worst things my eyes have, have ever seen. Yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm fearing is like, okay, right now I could see it being Iowa, Alabama, Georgia, Cincinnati. Wake Forest. Oh, gotcha. And they would they would put Georgia and one of the Iowa Cincinnati's. I want to see Iowa and Cincinnati play. Is what I'm trying to get at because I think Cincinnati would win that game. Uh, yeah, it would be nice. Didn't but, Cincinnati and Georgia play in a bowl game not too long ago? Yeah, last year. Did Georgia win? Yeah, by the skin of their teeth. That's right. They came yeah. back and won. That's right. Cincinnati should have won that game. All right. Final game of the evening. We stay in the B1G, Michigan and Nebraska. Uh, this this was a game. Uh, maybe more more exciting there at the end than um, I may have anticipated. Harbaugh got fired up when when they came away with the victory. Was he was demonstrative? He was uh, extremely hyphy, exuberant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so look out, folks! Michigan's back. Yeah, I did watch this one, the abbreviated version, and I mean, just not 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 a whole lot to love in this game. Um, again, just Big Ten Big Ten football here. Nebraska feels a little very snake bitten at this point. Got to kind of feel a little bit bad for Nebraska. They're not going to pull one of these out. 
tough fumble at the end there uh, or turnover at the end that kind of sealed it for Michigan. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't have much else to say. I, I'm like still, what does the rest of Michigan schedule look like? They're going to play Michigan state in like two weeks. I think I had just pulled that up. Yeah. Top oh, 10 Jason. Michigan state, right? Let's hear it. Yeah. They, I mean, I, so I think, yeah, they're off this weekend. That's another team. Iowa doesn't have to play Michigan state. Yeah. yeah. I mean, geez Louise. And they they're, got the one year where it's awful. They're yeah. off on Saturday. Then they host Northeastern. Or sorry, Northwestern. Sorry. Um, they go to Michigan State, home Indiana, at Penn State, Ooh. at Maryland, home Buckeyes. I mean, there could be three losses there easy. It's getting tougher there. Yeah, I feel I feel like they're they're kind of a little fool's goldie. And it would appear that the rankings also think that as well. I mean, when have you ever seen yeah, six and zero Michigan being ranked eighth is mine eyes have never seen. That. Yeah, behind uh, a Penn State team that has a loss and currently has a quarterback that can't like hit a yep. ball in the ass with a handful of rocks. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you what you do there, but I, it um, must be said that Nebraska looks feisty. They do. That's what I'm they, saying. Like I, I feel a little bit like bad progress. For them. Progress is clearly being made. How permanent or fast that progress should have happened is up for debate, but they are the clearly best. better than they were 18 months ago by yeah. a significant amount. I mean, they're better than they were when they lost to Illinois the first game That's of the year in like ridiculous point. fashion. I mean, they, they probably shouldn't have lost that game, but yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel a little bit bad that they haven't, they kind of need to like get a win just to turn prove to a, themselves a, that they can just to like get the monkey yep. off the back a little bit, like turn a, a mental corner, get a, but, get a blue uh, pit, drop it over the infield. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, shout out to Michigan. They they kind of know who they are at this point, and that is they're going to pound the football, and they're they're playing good defense. I mean, they're they're very much the Jim Harbaugh, uh, you know, blueprint for how you're going to get it done. And so far, it's worked out for them. I just again with Michigan, although this this year it's not necessarily the defense that I'm so dubious of. I just when it comes down to them needing to be able to score with teams that can go a little bit, I, I don't know that I trust the, the Cade McNamara uh, setup. The Cade McNamara off-road package? Off-road isn't, experience. Isn't really doing it for you? No. Yeah, I, like, watching Nebraska, I, I think I texted this while they were losing to Illinois in week one, but, like, I don't understand why they don't run Adrian Martinez more. Um, sure. Because they're they're towards the end of the Michigan game, like when they went for two, and I think on the scoring play too, they were both just like he got outside the pocket and outran everybody to the corner, um, and it's like guys, that's that's working, and you don't right. have to like you don't have to be afraid of it. I don't know, maybe their backup situation isn't great, and they're scared of you know walking into an injury issue, but like yeah, at this point. Kind of feels like you gotta you gotta empty the clip a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the ever exciting B one G. We'll we'll keep our we'll keep our eyes peeled. Yeah, um, I mean they and, well we better because they got so many top ten, top fifteen teams right now. We're gonna be picking some B one G games here in October, <laughs> boys. Hey, thankfully we get Wisconsin. We got Wisconsin up out of here, though. You know, it's nice. It's refreshing that one of those teams is not Wisconsin. For it's the little things. In life. I don't have to, you know, we don't have to, like, all Maybe do the cigarettes. Like, eh. 
Jim Leonard. Although Jim Leonard could come coach my defense. Graham Mertz. He might he might be turning the corner. He's handpicked. He's handpicked to change the, the culture in the quarterback room at Wisconsin. I still remember him getting Heisman buzz after week one last year. I still remember him throwing like unbelievable amounts of picks last week against Notre Dame. Oodles a game in which they picks. were winning in the fourth quarter and lost by 30. <laughs> that's good. That's tough. That's tough. So anyhow. All right, Krecky, you got anything else? I, I mean, I know you aired it out on the Dukes, but how's the college football season going for you? I think this is, this is a weird season. I, I still don't feel like I know. I know Georgia's great. I don't know that anyone else is great. And then I don't, I don't even know that if Georgia gets in a game where they need like some offensive things to happen that they could. Yeah. If for whatever reason, somebody like we've talked about, like somebody finds a glitch in that defense, which I'm, I'm not convinced there is one, but we've said that about several defenses, but if, if someone finds one and they got to go punch for punch with somebody on the offensive end, uh, not a hundred percent sure they can do that. I know they can grind you into dust with a running game, but if someone's like, if someone's at, gets to like 24 or 28 in the first half. And I don't know if Georgia has that in the bag. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing about like the finding a glitch in that defense is it's not, you you don't just have to find it once or twice. Yeah. You have to find it like seven times. If you get 13 drives, you got to find it half those times. And I don't, I don't know that one exists that glaring. So yeah, Yeah, someone, I think, I think uh, Alex Kirshner said that this is probably so far, and we're only like what six weeks in, seven weeks in, whatever. This is the craziest season we've had probably in a decade and a half. Yeah, since yeah, 2007. 2007. Yeah. yeah, man, 07, great year. Chaos in all directions. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I mean, I feel bad that we keep always every episode like fawning over Georgia's defense and trying to will some sort of jinxitude into. Well, I think being, it's. But... I think it's the rare defense that is fun to watch no yeah. it is like, it jumps off the screen it's not just like like, like even I, I was, some of those like, iowa's defense is yeah. good right but like uh, or, like yeah. northwestern has had really good defenses right you don't but enjoy it's like, watching you don't like but they like, suck like, to oh, watch that's northwestern they're not defense. appointment viewing and i say that <laughs> to somebody like i like defense i like like fun college like college football yeah. defense is fun but like a lot of the it's more fun, like NFL great defenses are fun because they're always that like fly around and beat you with pace and right. that sort of thing. It's the difference between uh like VCU Havoc defense and please don't take offense to this, mm. pack line defense. I already have. So I don't late. yeah, I, I I know what you're saying. <laughs> too, like, too late. I'm already offended. Too late. Offended. I knew I the risks. Like world world class defense. I'm not gonna tune in to watch Iowa's defense play. I'll I'll probably watch most Whatever Georgia games I can watch because they're that fast. Yeah. yeah. So. It's just so weird because Iowa generates so many turnovers, but it's always yeah. just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. ball over the middle. Here's that white it's guy. Weird. Yeah. Stumbling. A linebacker always, named Gunner got one. There's again. always <laughs> some, there's a cowboy Neck roll extended through the box yeah. at some <laughs> point. A, and... <laughs> a real Dax Holloway type. Yeah. No, it's like, I would rather watch Georgia's <laughs> defense than their offense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because their offense is, they're just like, yeah, we have three running backs. Dude, have you seen? One. They have we a tight end. We also have a defense, so we yeah. don't really even. Yeah. Need so we don't. We're not worried about it. Have you seen this tight end that Georgia has? He looks like that Jelani Woods character that is on UVA. Like he looks like a creative player that is too big. So like, one one of the fun watch the proportions uh, here. Like <laughs> quips from the ACC Network broadcast of that UVA game was, yeah, uh, Jelani Woods 
made a catch over the middle or something they were fawning over just like the size and athleticism and <laughs> they said they asked uh louisville's d coordinator like so like gun to your head who you get one guy who you got to put on jelani woods who's gonna be and he was like LeBron James, like that, that's, that's who I want to guard. Jelani Woods. That's about all I got. Yeah, I mean he's, but yeah, Georgia has one too, though. And you're like, God, man, like unbelievable. I think he's been a little snake bitten over his career with injuries, but he was definitely playing this week, and he just like, I don't know. Also, I saw a clip on Twitter, and I, oh, it's Nevada. Nevada's quarterback is six nine. Oh hell and, yeah! And like, and runs Respect. like occasionally, just like takes off. It's just I mean, a long strider. An absolute long trip. You got to see these clips of this guy. He again, it looks like a like a failed NCAA create a player attempt. You just like I yeah, I just made a six nine corner. Uh, you know, that's yeah. just gonna be out there. Change of direction is a little suspect, but you know, straight line speed is elite. Who was the tall quarterback uh, that played in the NFL for a couple of years? That was like six eight. He was from one of those schools out there. Uh, people like. People tried to like get behind him because he was like the backup for Peyton Manning at Denver. Oh, what was his name? Brock Osweiler. Yes, yes, Brock Osweiler. They always would do those like Brock Osweiler in a losing effort like jokes. Uh, you know, it was like oh Brock Osweiler in a losing effort. <laughs> he was like went, you know, through for three hundred yards. Good for him. He was too tall. Yeah, he was six seven. Yeah, he went to Arizona dude. State. <laughs> you know it. Anyhow, all right, cool. Well, that was a fun little trip down memory lane. Uh, yeah. We'll remember. See, uh, also six seven, Paxton Lynch. Wow. Yeah. Another uh, another also, quarterback that didn't work out. Also six seven too. guy who played earlier today. Michael Joseph Glennon. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, but like four and a half of that is neck. Oh, more than four and a half. I mean, extra four and a half. Okay. Yeah. Then they got freaking. Uh, you, you guys seen the neck on this Davis Mills character? Neck falls. Good lord. You guys you gotta see this guy. Jason, have you seen the neck on this dude? <laughs> Jason, I'm gonna send you this picture of, of neck falls. No, my man's my man's neck is as wide as his ears and, and long. I mean it's just like a long, thick you neck. Call him neck falls. Yeah, that's what they're calling him in the streets. They're calling him neck falls. Yeah, I can see it. You see this thing, Jordan? Yeah. He keeps that MF thing on. <laughs> Dude, imagine having to shave that thing too. Like, it's just a lot of surface area. Like, I wonder, no, does, uh, does your beard you... go down like proportionally, or is it just kind of, it still stays? That, that, yeah. These are the Do things. Do you know I Matt Schaub was 6'6? Six, six? Yeah. That checks out. Six foot six, laser rocket arm. Loved throwing to the Heath Miller in the flat. Yes, he did. Jason, Jason, I just. Wally Jason, I just Alfie sent you the, the the picture, the picture that you need to view oh, of Mister. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's Respect. like it's like it starts at the middle of his ears and it just goes <laughs> straight down for like no less than eight he's and like, a half. Uh, he's, the, he's the inverse of. Well, actually, I guess he's kind of like if you like you if you're in Create a Player editing Ari Lee's old head coach, and just just raise the head. Ari Lee. <laughs> What? A... All right, we we it's too inside now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's over. It's over for us. Too Guys, go go Google pictures of Davis Mills if you uh, if you need a little pick me up at work this week. Anyhow, all right. Thanks for joining us. It's the wheel route. Uh, we love college football. We love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. God bless you.
Uh, we're at the wheelroute on Twitter, wheelroute podcast is gmail.com. The wheelroute.com is the uh, website where you can uh, listen to the show and you can also view the picks tracker. See how we're doing? Um, I think some of us are still hovering above 500, right? Uh, potentially. Close. Getting close. Anyhow, we're, we're taking on a little bit of water the last couple of weeks, but uh, you know, we should, we should be back hitting our stride, giving you guys winners next week. Uh, until we meet again, we love you. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes.